Welcome to this service of celebration of the risen king. For the sake of those who do not know who I am, my name is Emmanuel Bakey, curate here at Christ Church Subbiting Hill. Most of you will probably recollect the images of betrayal, of trial, of torture, of suffering, an eventual hanging on the cross on Good Friday. Without Good Friday, however, there will be no victory celebration on Easter Sunday. The tomb is empty. Good Friday, the very day Christ was nailed to the cross, must have left his followers, including the three women mentioned in verse 1, all feeling empty, discouraged, disappointed, and devastated. They were friends of Jesus whose lives had been full and excited. They had seen amazing miracles healing. They saw crowds, words, amazing words, parables, and compassion on display. The kingdom which had come so near now seemed to have been taken away. Let me invite you to close your eyes for one minute and imagine how you would have felt if you were one of them. Feeling crushed? Hopeless? Empty? Yes. Nothing prepared this woman for what they were about to witness on getting to the tomb. The very large stone had been rolled away, verse 4. The greatest event in history had occurred. And watch this. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, verse 5. The woman were naturally alarmed because Christ was no longer in the place where he was laid. Verse 6. The man told them, Christ has risen. He is not here. The tomb is empty. The chocolate Easter egg brings home the reality of the empty tomb. People love to eat chocolate, don't they? Little ones, how many of you here love chocolate? Can I see you back? But can you raise your hands up? And what about the adults? Do they all hate chocolate? Oh, amazing. Interesting. I see those hands. Thank you. Put them down. Some of you may have been wondering what I brought here. 
I'm sure you know it wasn't teal. But just to let you know, this is, this is not a mini egg, but a big one. For those sitting very close, you perhaps have seen that it's hollow inside, it's empty inside. Chocolate is soft, and I don't think I need to tell you that. It's delicious, it's yummy, sweet, and comforting, and energy-giving as well. And so pleasant to eat that people crave for more and more of it. But too much chocolate can be bad for your health. Moreover, it does not completely satisfy. And sometimes our desire for more things, more food, more alcohol, more stuff, can become an idol that takes the place of God in our hearts. Like the Moorish attraction of chocolate, which leaves us wanting more, yet leaves us unfulfilled and empty, the women we read about were mourning the loss of their friend. They were feeling empty, fearful, and hopeless. Like those women, when we feel empty and anxious, it is an indication of a deeper need in our lives which we may not recognize because our hearts are hard like the large stone at the entrance of the tomb. But what a better time to address our needs than this Easter when our hardening hearts can be softened by the power that rolled away the large stone so that the emptiness of, of our hearts may be filled by the risen Lord. The heart of a person cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God, the creator, made known through Jesus Christ. As we reflect on the past 12 months, we come to realize that a lot has been squeezed out of us and we feel exhausted, tired. But the Easter egg also reminds us that an egg has the potential for new life. So may I ask you, brothers and sisters, to let the risen Lord into your heart afresh so you may be renewed. The empty tomb marked the end of the old and points to a new beginning for all humanity. Hear this. To bring to an end the old life, you must agree with God that you have strayed away 
and have sinned against him. So turn back to him to cleanse you and give you new life in the spirit. His sacrificial death on the cross secures forgiveness. The empty tomb, therefore, which is a place of emptiness, is an invitation for, the li for life to be full of new possibility, marked not by despair or fear, but full of hope and love. Paradoxically, Easter is actually a day when we celebrate emptiness, which leads to a new sort of fullness. And when this fullness comes into you, it transforms you. And a transformed life is an evidence of the resurrection power. And that transforms life, just like that man told them at the tomb, go tell my disciples. We ought to tell people about the exciting news of what God has done in our lives. Christ has risen so that you can have new life. At the first Easter, the woman met an empty tomb because Christ had risen from the dead. They were instructed to tell the disciples and Peter that Christ is going ahead into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you, verse 7. In Mark chapter 14, verse 26 to 30, his appearance in Galilee was foretold. In that same passage, he also told the disciples they will fall away and that Peter will deny him. Shortly after that conversation, every single one of the disciples abandoned Jesus. Galilee was the place where Christ appears and welcomes them back. Notice how Peter is singled out in verse 7. But go tell his disciples and Peter, the disciples had experienced the futility of human resolve and effort, which crumbled at the hour of Christ's need. So they failed him badly. But because his resurrection signals the birth of new life and reconciliation, the risen Christ restores hope to his disciples and takes away their fear and guilt. Let me bring this closer home. All of us, without any exception, experience a range of emotions such as guilt, hopelessness, failure, disappointment, discouragement, and shame. At some point in our work with God, we have made, we have failed to make him first. And because of that, we have ended up feeling empty and unfulfilled. 
his disciples let him down so badly, but he paid a ransom for them as well as for us. The power of his resurrection reconciles us to God when Christ draws us to the Father. But I also need to speak directly to a category of people who may be listening to me of the need to change that culture where people just turned up, turn up to church only on Easter day. It's not bad in itself. But if you have not experienced forgiveness, I bring to you a word of consolation and challenge. Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead and through him, the gift of eternal life is guaranteed. Through Christ, we become God's children. Embraced and forgiven, trust in the risen Christ so that you can receive new life and be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Our hope is grounded in the gift of eternal life when Christ comes to live in us. Sisters and brothers, the life that Christ gives will continue beyond our graves into the life, into the life to come because in Christ we are engrafted into God. Death is defeated once and for all. We celebrate an empty tomb and we proclaim that love and life will never be quenched by fear and death. For Christ is love. Christ is the way. Christ is the truth. Christ is the resurrection and he's alive. Please give me your attention as we conclude with this thought. I don't know what you are experiencing in life at the moment. Perhaps you are feeling full of joy. Or perhaps you identify very easily with a sense of emptiness and fear. None of us has to look very far across the world to be aware of emptiness and fear in many lives. Today, on Easter Day, may we dare to confront those places of emptiness just like those women on the first Easter morning. And may we discover the overwhelming love and hope of Jesus Christ's resurrection. For Christ died for you. Christ resurrected for you. Have you received the gift of eternal life? If you have, are you living the resurrected life? For his resurrection secures for us victory over the material world around us. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. 
And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. We pray for those who do not know Christ, that they will trust in his saving power. Help those who know him to learn to live in the reality of the resurrection, daily denying self, carrying their cross, and witnessing to Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We shall now listen to the next song, which will be shown, on, we'll just watch that on video, uh, because we are not allowed to sing. <laughs>